Hey there, welcome to the KNEO Community Connection Podcast. This is Luke Taylor, and uh, on this podcast, we just want to share a little bit of a, a kind of a personal story for those of us here at KNEO. Uh, a few weeks ago, we put out a documentary, and this documentary was about the creation of a new tower that we just built on our property, uh, a tower that's going to keep this radio station going for decades to come. And so this was a really a monumental thing in the history of KNEO. You know, we've been here for about 40 years, not quite 40 years, but we're getting there. And, uh, you know, as we're coming up on our 40th anniversary in a few years, we have almost always operated with the same radio tower, uh, very familiar to a lot of people here at the, the Neo Show landscape, the Neo Show horizon as you're driving by. And you might have seen our tower out there over the years, saw a cross um, lit up from that tower, and that was KNEO's tower. And so it served us well for a long time. But over the past few years, and I'm sure many of you are familiar with this, but we had to replace that tower. It was starting to get old. It was it was going out of date. Um, the metal that we built it with 30 years ago was already used metal at the time that we constructed it. And that metal was just not going to last much, much longer. And we had a choice to make if we were going to keep going. We needed to to uh, build a new tower. And so we we kind of go through, um, and we made a documentary that kind of shows the whole process of, of when we heard that we needed to build a new tower up to the completion of the whole project. That's called Strong Tower, a KNEO documentary. And that's, that's based on Proverbs 1810, uh, the name of the documentary and the name of our fundraising campaign. It says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run into it, and they are safe. And so we, we that was kind of our, uh, I don't know what you call it, our, our guiding our guiding verse, our guiding light through this whole process was Proverbs 18.10, and that's where the title Strong Tower, a KNEO documentary, comes from. Now, this is available to view on YouTube. It's available to view on our Facebook page. Probably easier if you go to the YouTube. A really easy way to find it is to go to our website, KNEO.org. And if you go to our website and look at the About tab, you're going to see a page called Strong Tower. This page has the documentary on it. You can watch the whole thing for yourself. If you'd like to just listen to it, you could also be treated to a listening experience right here today on this podcast. We're just going to let you hear the program. Uh, We're going to let you hear the entire documentary. Now, of course... I, 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 you know, I kind of put this together. I want to say I, I prefer that you watch it, you know, because then you'd actually see it all come together. But it's not always convenient to do that. You know, whatever you're doing in life, if you like to listen to podcasts while you're washing dishes or whatever it is you do, then, uh, you know, during your drive time or whatever, you might not get an opportunity to watch it. But if you would like to listen, you will hear the entire thing narrated by KNEO's own John Ball. John Ball is an employee here at the station, a longtime uh, resident of Neosho, Missouri, and many people in the community know him. And so uh, this was kind of a community-focused documentary. It was about the community coming together to help KNEO move forward and, and construct a new tower. And so John Ball was really just the best person, the best choice to be our narrator for the whole project. So you can listen to his words. You're also going to hear on this documentary from KNEO General Manager Mark Taylor. You'll hear from his wife, Sue Taylor, at a few key parts. You'll hear from our Director of Operations, Adam Winkler. You're going to hear from Kyle Quillman about halfway through the documentary. He's there to discuss a device called a gin pole that they use to put up the last uh, 100 feet of the tower. And you might hear from a couple other people as well over the course of this 45-minute documentary. There will be a few parts that are montages of uh, employees and workers getting the grounds ready, uh, workers putting the tower together, 
things that Branco came out and Branco did uh, to drill the holes and lay the foundation for this tower. So you, you know, some parts you just listen, you won't be able to see exactly what's going on. <laughs> Again, I encourage you to go watch it on our website or on pull it up on YouTube and watch it for yourself if you have the time. But um, in, in case you don't, though, we will make the audio available for you right here on the Canio Community Connection podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we haven't I had another interview I was supposed to. I wanted to run this week, and that ended up falling through. And so we will try to get more interviews for you very soon here on the podcast. But for now, we're going to share this treat with you. Strong Tower, a KNEO documentary. KNEO Radio, 91.7 FM, located in Neosho, Missouri. Broadcasting to the four states, Missouri, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Kansas. KNEO was founded in 1986 as an outreach of Abundant Life Assembly of God. Today it's independently owned and operated by Sky High Broadcasting Corporation. In 1994, it moved to the current location just outside town and now broadcasts its signal from a 340-foot tower. In the past 30 years, the tower has reached hundreds of thousands of people in the four-state area. But in the summer of 2022, General Manager Mark Taylor received some startling news. The tower must come down. Well, what happened on the tower is we had some people climbing on it, doing some work, and they came down and showed me some pictures they had taken up there uh, with their phone. Uh, we have wee poles, and some of them was a little larger than normal, and so uh, they wanted me to know about that. Wanting to get a second opinion, Mark had other inspectors visit the station and climb the tower, but the news didn't get any better. We contacted a local uh, person that climbs the towers and works on them, they came out and uh, did a little work on them. We thought everything was fine, but then the problem continued to keep popping up. 30 years of wear and tear had taken its toll. Sections of the tower had deteriorated to the point that they could not be patched through repairs. Though the tower only stood for three decades, it was constructed with used metal in 1994. Its days were numbered. The KNEO relied heavily upon listener donation and community sponsorship to stay on the air, and tearing down the tower and building a new tower would take months. If KNEO was off the air for that long, it would be a major blow to both the station and the local community. How are we going to do it? Because you take a tower down, how are you going to stay on the air? And if you build one next to it, that's about three or four times the cost. Of the, of the type of tower we had. And so that was a big question. So my question went back was, God, what are you doing? <laughs> the answer came from a man who had helped KNEO get on the air nearly 30 years ago with the current tower. You know, many years ago when the tower we originally had, uh, we had got this from a man that I next, actually had never met in person, but had talked to on the phone. And he directed us to the tower that we have, but I never met the man. He even helped find the crew to put it up but I still never met the man. So when we had this tower problem, 
I wondered if the man was even still around. I didn't know if, you know, if he still had a company or anything else. That man's name was Richard Bell. Mark, along with Adam Winkler, director of operations for KNEO, were able to track him down. He was still in the industry and owned Bell Tower Corporation in Chelsea, Oklahoma. Yeah, you know, Richard is a, a legend in the business and everybody knows who he is. So when Mark called down there and found out that he was still in operation, it was really a no-brainer for us to go with him. He is so well-respected and uh, we're thankful for the job he did back in 1994. And we knew he'd do a great job once again for us. He came up here and took a look at it and then he told us what our options were. He had not only supplied the materials for KNEO's previous tower, but he had an idea for KNEO to construct a new tower without needing to be off the air for several months. Instead of constructing a tower just like KNEO's current tower that was stabilized with cables connected to anchors in the ground, he suggested building a freestanding tower right next to the current tower. The freestanding tower would not require those cables. KNEO could build it, switch to the new tower, and then disassemble the previous tower, all without having to be off the air for more than a few hours. So when you seen what we had to work with, that was just pretty common for you, wasn't it? Yeah. So you'd see this all the time, and you just have to put some engineering together to figure out how it's going to work. Yeah, we're familiar with that tower that you had. With this plan in place, Bell Tower began working on the engineering for the new tower. Mark and the staff began preparing the grounds. Fences had to be moved, trees had to be cut down, and sheds had to be relocated. Holes and ditches needed to be filled in, and to cope with the incoming traffic of materials, supplies, and heavy equipment, KNEO's parking lot needed to be expanded. So we had to move fences, uh, remove all the different things, anything that was going to prohibit that work. And so there was a variety of things that had to be done. And a lot of space had to be made for the new tower. The current tower rested on a concrete pad that was only three feet by three feet in size. The new tower would need 20 times as much space to sit on at ground level. There's a lot of preparation to this. A lot of engineering has to go into it. Uh, the engineering is so important because of the way this had to be done. This had to be built right beside the other tower, 10 foot from it. And then on top of that, it had to be a freestander. And on top of that, it had to be the structure we used to take down the old tower while the new one's in operation. So that tower had to really be uh, done just perfectly or there could have been a real problem. Also during that time, Branco Enterprises Incorporated, a local construction firm, got involved. They would be responsible for creating the concrete base on which the tower legs would rest. They had to do a lot of core samples in the ground to find out what was in the ground. Uh, if there was rock 
formations, if it was limestone or what kind of rock it was. And so that was going to determine how deep they had to drill down and how wide they had to drill the holes to be able to hold that type of a structure. You know, one of the things Mark has always talked about is the importance of working with local companies if we can. And Branco, who's just a mile down the road, was instrumental in getting the pad work done for the tower. KNEO had been through expansions before, but this was going to be the largest ever not only on the construction side, but the fundraising side as well. It was going to add about all the other ones up into one of all the other stuff we'd done. You could combine it all into one project, and that would have been this tower project. The fundraising campaign took the name Strong Tower after Proverbs 1810. You know, this was more than just a piece of equipment for us. This was the tool that God was going to use to spread His Word all throughout the area. So, yes, we wanted the tower to be strong because we knew the Word of God was going to be proclaimed from it. As soon as KNEO announced the needs, its supporters began to give. Local people and churches showed that they wanted to see the work of KNEO continue, and so donations began to arrive and KNEO continued to get the grounds ready. This preparation took up the rest of 2022. And in early 2023, Branco arrived on site to break ground for the official work. One of the first steps in the construction project was the drilling of three large holes where KNEO's tower legs would sit. Concrete sleeves and rebars started showing up in January of 2023, and on a cold day at the beginning of February, Branco began drilling the holes. Mark filmed periodic updates for KNEO's followers on social media. Well, today is February the 1st. It's a cold day. It's only about 30, well, it's only about 25 degrees right now. But this is drilling day. We started drilling the holes and putting the sleeves in, and here we go. that uh, we're drilling the base to put in the pillars so that we can start the base of the tower. Uh, nice cold day for it, but the drill doesn't matter. It's going 23 foot deep. It's a four foot to five foot wide hole. And then from there, it's gonna be set in 20 foot uh, rebar panels that'll go down in it. Made a number nine rebar. Uh, then part, they're gonna be filled with uh, cement. Each one of these holes holds over an entire cement truck load of cement in each hole. So they've started the process of drilling now. Uh, they're gonna get the drilling done today. And then right next, we're gonna be setting the uh, uh, sleeves in and then our rebar. And then the uh, probably in a day or two now, when it gets a little warmer, 
uh, they'll be pouring the concrete. So things are happening because the tower's built, it's ready to be delivered next week, and the crew's ready to put it up and take the old one down. So everything's in order and things are gonna start happening once we get this base in. It would be a bit longer than just a week before the pieces of the tower actually arrived. But that gave Branco plenty of time to get the base perfected. You know, you could really tell Alan and his crew, this was more than a job to them. They cared about the project. They wanted to do the job right and make this uh, footing for the tower as strong as possible. So we're so appreciative of the job that Branco did and putting this strong tower in the ground. Once the holes were dug and the rebar was in its proper place, it was time to fill the holes with concrete. Each hole took more than 20 yards of concrete to fill. Mark once again hopped on social media to update the listeners. Well folks, here we go again. Uh, putting the concrete in the holes now. So we're gonna get it all done today. A lot of concrete's gotta go in those holes. And as you can see, that's a pretty massive operation behind me of what's happened to happen here. Uh, again, we got to do it right, so we have to do it the right way. And that's why it's just taking this extra work, this extra care. Even the cement has to be inspected before it can be put in the hole. So it has to pass certain standards. So we got to watch everything. It's a very critical job, but it's being done well. I'm confident in the guys that are doing it. They're doing a great job and uh, another step in getting closer to this new strong tower being completed. Now that the holes were filled, Branco's part of the project was completed. Next, the Wallace Tower crew would arrive, as well as the tower itself. It was a warm spring day at the end of March when the tower finally arrived on site at KNEO. Wesley Wallace, owner of Wallace Tower Specialist Company, was personally on hand to review the plans with Mark and introduce him to the crew. Oh, the Wallace Tower guys were great. Great bunch of guys to work with. Uh, if I had a question, they did have an answer, or they'd find the answer. And they'd stay with it trying to work a problem out. Uh, you know, there's always a catch. You always think this is going to be easy, and then there's something that comes in there that throws it another direction, but they stayed with it. After the crew got the lay of the land and discussed the timeline for the project, Mark led the men in a word of prayer. It's important on anything we do. I actually want it, the tire guys are going to be working around here quite a bit. They're not from around here like the Branco guys would be. So I wanted to make sure they understood what we stood for. We just appreciate, Lord, your people, and I ask your blessings to be upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. Now that the preliminaries were out of the way, it was time to unload the equipment and see what Bell Tower had put together for KNEO. Most of the tower's assembly was actually completed on the ground. 
one section at a time. And in early April, the Wallace Tower crew got to work right away putting it all together. What you're seeing behind me right now is sections number two and three. Number one is over at the tower base. So that's how big the base of this tower is now. It starts getting smaller and smaller and smaller as it gets all the way to the top of 340 feet, which will be about two foot wide when it gets up there. Horizontal construction on the ground happened pretty quickly. It wasn't long before all the pieces were assembled. They believed that the vertical construction of the tower would happen just as quickly, but the weather needed to cooperate. It was a period marked by many delays due to the rainy spring season. If we have several days of rains, the ground is pretty soggy out there, and we've got some pieces of equipment that are extremely heavy and will sink in that. And so we, we had to give the ground you know, if we had sunny days, we'd have to wait a week for it to dry out before we could start moving again. And those are just things that God has, you just have to give to God and let him be in charge of because you can't, you can't make the weather happen. Not only did KNEO experience setbacks from the rain, but another major complication surfaced during this season as well. Something nobody had seen coming when the tower project began. In the spring of 2023, while the tower construction project was well underway, Mark found out that he was going to need open-heart quadruple bypass surgery. He had started to see the warning signs that something was not right several months before. Oh, that was last fall. Actually, I'd been kind of hiding it away from everybody for a while and having issues catching my breath and stuff. And after the holidays is when I went and seen a doctor and told him what was going on and then things started happening after that. As the tower project continued, Mark began to see a series of doctors trying to find several opinions about what the problem was and how they could fix it. Yeah, I was starting to have some uh, issues with breathing and then also uh, stamina and stuff like that. So I went to a cardiologist and found out eventually that 20% of my heart was working. They tried to see if they could fix it here. They weren't able to and so we had to find something, a place that would. He almost had a few stents put in, but ultimately it was decided that the blockage was too thick. Actually, it was a shock to me when they said that um, they could not do stents, that he would have to have an open heart procedure, and I was not expecting that at all. And that waiting period, uh, from the time the first doctor said, hey, only 25% of your heart is working. And that was, that was really scary for me. So that waiting period was really difficult. Not only was the tower project experiencing delays, but so was Mark's scheduled surgery. 
Hospitals were reluctant to operate on Mark's heart because they weren't sure that his lungs were strong enough for him to survive the surgery. Finally, the Barnes Jewish Hospital in St. Louis took up Mark's case, and in April of 2023, Mark went under the knife. That was right in the part of the project, but again, God's in charge, so uh, Adam had to step up then. Director of Operations Adam Winkler oversaw the station and tower construction, while Mark spent more than three weeks at Barnes Jewish Hospital and then some recovery time at home. One of the biggest things I remember thinking was Mark's been here since 1986 and for the biggest project in station history, he wasn't going to get to see the tower go up. But now we know God had other plans and he did get to see the tower go up. Mark's time in the hospital and his recovery ended up being just the perfect time for him to step away as the vertical construction of the tower did not actually begin until he returned in May. In the meantime, the tower project experienced another hurdle to clear before it could move forward. You know, one of the last things Mark said to me before he left was, if you need fill dirt, contact Pastor Ernest Friend. Well, little did we know, but God knew, that we needed to build a pad out in the field for the crane to sit on to lift the tower. So when we found out we needed to build a pad, I called Pastor Ernest Friend, along with some of our board members, and they put me in contact with the gentleman who was able to provide the dirt for us, Pastor Ernest provided the transportation, and within 24 hours, the pad was built at no cost to the radio ministry, and the project was able to go on. Now, it was just a matter of waiting for a crane to be available, and Mark was able to recover at home during that time. When he returned to the station in early May, he was ready to get back to work. You know, Mark uh, has always been very God-centered and very KNEO-centered. And he made the statement to me that, Sue, I don't want just a new physical heart. I want a new spiritual heart if God's going to let me live through this. And because he said, it's, you know, a physical heart is not what we just need. We need a spiritual heart that's after God. And he said, and I want him to give me a new heart if I'm going to be left here on this earth. With the new pad in place and Mark back to work at the station, it was finally time to bring in the crane and raise the tower. Well, folks, here it is. This is crane day. Got the big crane down here and we're lifting up 240 foot of the tower. And then after that, we'll use what they call a gen pole to put the rest of the tower up tomorrow. And so we've been waiting on this for a while. This is a pretty big project right here. I gotta be very careful because we're so close to the other tower. But you know, folks, we've been blessed. God's made all this happening. He's taking care of it. May 23rd was a big day for the vertical construction. 220 feet went up in one day. That was the most that could be done with a crane. A time-lapse video showed some of the process.
You know, one of the great things about the Wallace Tower crew is they were always courteous, they were always respectful, they were great to work with, and they really worked well with the ministry. It was just a blessing to have them on site and have them put up our new tower. The final 100 feet of the tower could not be completed with a crane. Those sections would have to be raised with a device called a gen pole. One of the Wallace Tower crew members, Kyle Quillman, took some time to explain to us how it worked. Alright, so this is the gen pole. Uh, this particular one 60 foot. And what that allows us to do is you've got your tower here and then you would bring your gen pole up right next to it and that allows you to bring the gen pole up higher about 22 foot for this you know for this application and that way you can add another section you know another 20 foot section on top of the existing tower and how that would be how that would be used is with winch lines which would run up and down the tower would be our jump line basically how this would work is this would come up and whenever it gets up to the tower whenever you get ready to jump the pole is what we, as we call it which is lifting the pole up above the existing tower uh, you would only lift, like I said, about 22 foot of it. So that way, whenever you have a 20 foot section, it's high enough above the existing tower to be able to set it. May 24th and 25th saw the final 100 feet added to the tower, completing the vertical construction. When you're up really high, it looks, you know, most everything looks flat because you can't really see the terrain from, you know, a sideways perspective. You're looking down on it. Um, but other than that, it's extremely peaceful, extremely peaceful up there. One of the Wallace Tower crew members shared his cell phone footage with KNEO, which he took from the top of the tower. You know, it's, it's almost like spiritual, like it's a, real spiritual feeling up there it's like almost like feeling like you are closer to God up there um, which I mean you know a human perspective it is it's a, it's different it's, it's real calm real peaceful is the biggest the best way to put it once all the pieces of the tower were in place the next step was to add various attachments which took the rest of May and the beginning of June uh, right now here in the field behind me they're getting ready to put the ladder on the tower uh, for the guys that'll be able to climb. Also, uh, uh, brackets that will also take up the electric wires and coax and different things like that. And then they're going to be assembling the antenna down here on the ground. They'll take that antenna then and they'll pull that up to the top of the tower. So the plan is to get the new tower completely operational and unhook all the equipment off the old tower. And then within a week or two, they'll get the old tower down. So it's been quite a project, 
still is a project, but things are looking up. And uh, we just about got this strong tower project uh, whipped, but it's still gonna take a few weeks to have it completely done. Over the next week, all of the technical equipment was added to the new tower, including the transmission line and antenna, which broadcast KNEO's FM signal. Everything was set in place for the new tower, and finally it was time to start using it. On June 8, 2023, the day had arrived to make the switch from KNEO's previous tower to the new one. The station would be off the air for a few hours as the transmission line was switched and equipment was rewired to the transmitter. Because they had installed all new equipment on the tower, Mark wasn't worried about things working the way they should. So we just replaced everything on the tower, the antenna, the power lines, uh, transmission lines, uh, all that stuff. And uh, so I was a lot more confident it was going to work out okay uh, because of having that new equipment. But boy, I was sure glad to see it happen. And my, I was really kind of curious of if it would go farther and what it would be like. Definitely had more power. We found out out in the light system. <laughs> well, I was reminded of um, we had a cassette tape from when um, K and EO signed off 91.5 to 91.7 back in 1994. And I remember hearing that audio recording. We, we did some station history for the 30th anniversary. And just how God was able to see a station from you know, 19, in 1994, go from one tower to the next, and here we are 29 years later, um, he once again is fulfilling his, his promise, and, and we went on to the new tower. Adam got to be part of KNEO's history that day as he signed off for the last time on KNEO's former tower. And good afternoon, KNEO listeners. Adam Winkler here with you in the KNEO studios. It is 12 o'clock here on the 8th day of June 2023 and since 1994 when KNEO Radio moved out to our current office locations here on Highway 86 East our broadcast tower has served our purpose here greatly served the Lord's purpose greatly as we have broadcasted the uh, the the word of God for the past 29 years off of this broadcast tower that we have on the property of KNEO Radio well the time has come to uh, switch over to our new strong tower. And so at this present time, we are going to power down um, our old tower that has served us so well over the past 29 years. We are thankful to God for all the people he put in place to put the new, the old tower up 29 years ago, and we are thankful for the people he has put in place to uh, power on this new strong tower that will go up and uh, be on the air in the next two to four hours. So we are going to have to shut our signal down for the next two to four hours here to move everything over to our new tower and be broadcasting from KNEO's new strong tower. Give God all the glory. We thank you for listening and uh, stay tuned for updates.
And good afternoon, Four States. Adam Winkler here with you in the KNEO studios. And great news. We are broadcasting on our new tower here at 91.7 FM. A special thank you to the entire crew at Wallace Tower for getting us switched over from our old tower to our new tower in just three hours. They did a wonderful job, and we are up on our strong tower now, 340 feet. And uh, we greatly appreciate all your prayers and support and your financial gifts as uh, we are up and going here on 91.7 FM. You know, when we fired it up and everything started coming through the radio, everything was working fine. And there's that, that sigh of relief that, that it is working. But, and you went to sleep that night knowing that, that it's, it's up and going. There's nothing, nothing to worry about. After only a few hours off the air, KNEO came roaring back to life. The strong tower was finally completed and operational. Now it was time to disassemble the former tower. Well, folks, the work's continuing. Lots of stuff still happening around here. You know, you get the big things up, like the tower and the antenna, but there's a lot of little things that have to happen, too, that are really big things to make everything work together. But we are broadcasting off the new tower, which is right here, and we are broadcasting off the new antenna, which is 340 foot above me. From that, we're going to be putting up over here to my left a what's it called a gin pole which is going to have an arm on it that's going to reach from the new tower to the old tower and begin to take everything down from the old tower to the top right down here to the bottom where i'm standing for the first few weeks of its operation the strong tower couldn't operate in full power due to the proximity of the previous tower because there were only a few yards apart, most of the energy emitted from the new tower would bounce back, distorting KNEO's signal in the northern direction. The old tower would need to be removed in order for the new tower to have a maximum effect. And so the month of June was the end of an era, as KNEO's former tower, which had broadcast God's Word to the four states for nearly 30 years, was disassembled. Once the old tower was down on the ground, Mark was able to inspect it and see the irreparable damage that ultimately required its replacement. The towers, we don't know for sure how old it is, but we know it's 50 to 60 years old. And it's starting to have issues right where we just had right here, a, a spot that it's got a little bit of hole in it. Well, we found that here a while back in one of ours. And so we took and fixed a leg and welded it and fixed it here but then as you can see we had another one show up and we've had them in a couple places doesn't make the tower dangerous at the moment but it will over time and that's why we had to replace it because of the tons of weight that the tower such as this supported this damage posed too much of a risk of eventual collapse now that the old tower had been dismantled KNEO radio had to face another challenge in getting the new tower fully operational turning on the lights. 
Sounds easy enough, but it turned out to be much more complicated than just flicking the switch. But definitely the light situation was the biggest obstacle we ran into. The Federal Aviation Administration requires any structure taller than 200 feet to include aircraft warning lights. So it was necessary to have the familiar blinking light at the top of KNEO's new tower functioning as soon as possible. And KNEO could turn the lights on, but unfortunately they wouldn't stay on. The lights would overheat and shut down within minutes and nobody could figure out why. I found through the years if something's going to happen at it's never happened before, it'll happen at KNEO, and it did. Uh, they'd put on a lot of these different light systems, had no issues with them, but they wouldn't work here. They'd come on and work for about five minutes and go off. And the guys tried everything they could think of, moving, them or moving the lights around on different legs, trying to put some type of shielding up with conduit, everything they could, and it still never made any difference. Month after month went by with no luck in solving the problem. Finally, Richard Bell, whose Bell Tower Corporation had built the tower, once again had an idea to help KNEO. Then of course we had issues there for a while with our lighting, but now we, you actually kind of helped solve that by building a special bracket for that light to set on that got the problem solved. The lights would not function due to the high reflective power of this tower. Richard engineered a four-foot arm on which to mount the lights at the top getting them a little further from the constantly pulsating energy of the new antenna. They also rewired the light ballast and changed out the lightning rod. So they fixed that inside the light and put that on the leg, and it's worked perfect since. But it was a lot of hair pulling for a long time, because nobody could figure out how to make it work. And thankfully, with Richard's help, um, and the guys from Wallace Tower, they stuck with it, and they, they figured out what the, what the issue was. With the lighting situation worked out, there was one more piece of the puzzle to fit in. Something Mark wanted to be sure that the Wallace Tower crew installed before they officially left the job site. Two LED crosses facing the east and the west about 300 feet up on KNEO's tower. Well, I think it's important to have the cross up there to remind people of who we are, what we are, and why we do what we do here. And I just like that presence uh, to be up there. It's a statement when you come up and down the road or even look from another road going another direction uh, you can see that and it's a statement of, of what we're all about. KNEO's former tower also had a cross but on this new tower God's cross would shine brighter and farther than ever. LED lighting's made a big advancement in how things work and we were able to uh, build a, a little bit of cross and put a lot more lights on it. You know it's almost a shame that the lights had to start working because when you drive by the station at night all you would see is the black night sky with the cross shining on it. And you know, there's that old song that says the cross says it all. And for us, for believers in Christ, the cross really does say it all. And it's all we need to know. It's a symbol of God's love for us, and that's what the ministry represents. Truly, the cross does say it all. KNEO's management never viewed the station as belonging to any one person, board, or city. This is God's radio station, and this tower is God's strong tower. I believe God ordained this to happen, even though I don't understand why, you know. Uh, if we see things going on in our world, we wonder, well, why would we have to get into some kind of a project like this all of a sudden? Uh, but God has a plan, and he always, God always wants to make a statement. 
And I think this is one of his statements that he's made, and he's going to even do more with the statement that he's made with the tower. You know, there's a beautiful scripture in Hebrews that says, no trial for the moment is uh, joyous, rather grievous. So one of the things that I have really learned in my spiritual walk with God and the trial that we went through with his surgery and the tower and everything is don't waste your suffering. Don't waste a trial that God is, is walking you through because he has promised that after ye have suffered a little while, the God of all hope will come and strengthen, settle, and establish you. And this tower wouldn't have gone up without the faithfulness of God's people who gave and sacrificed to support the cause. Churches took up special offerings. Individuals gave personal donations. Local music groups grafted in and the Missourians held a fundraising concert. The call for help went out and God's people answered the call. God supplied the need. We um, used a lot of resources we had and people gave. Some churches took it on themselves to have fundraisers. And there was a lot of people that come out of the woodwork and helped us with this. KNEO still has some financial needs and the Strong Tower campaign has depleted much of its financial resources. But Mark and the KNEO staff are confident that God will continue to provide. God has brought KNEO this far and has set it up with a stronger tower and radio signal than ever. Whatever the future holds, God must have a plan for KNEO Radio. When Mark and I acquired this station back in 2000, we named the corporation Sky High. And I really believe that with this new tower, we can go sky high. And through this whole procedure, you know, even though it's been long and it's been, you know, um, a lot of fundraising and different things, I mean, the purpose in this new tower is so that we can go as far as God wants us to go, which is always with God sky high. Whatever the reason is that God gave us this project and caused us to have to build such a massive tower, uh, my only prayer is that we fulfill that reason that he did it.